Act Two of Marion Delorme by Victor Hugo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two The Encounter. Scene Blois. The door of a public house. A square. In the background, the city of Blois is visible in the form of an amphitheatre, also the towers of St. Nicholas upon the hill, which is covered with houses. Scene 1. Count de Gas, Marquis de Brichanteau, Viscount de Bouchavagnier, Chevalier de Rochebaron. They are seated at tables in front of the door. Some are smoking, the others are throwing dice and drinking. Afterward, Chevalier de Montpessat, Count de Villac, afterward L'Angely, afterward the town crier and the populace. Brichanteau rising to gas who enters. Gosset! They shake hands. You are come to join the regiment at Blois? Our compliments upon your burial. Examining his clothes. Ah! It is the style, this orange with blue ribbons folding his arms and curling his moustache you must know that blois is forty miles from paris yes it's china that makes womankind rebel to follow us they must exile themselves bouchavagnier turning from the game you come from paris rochebaron taking out his pipe is there any news gas bowing no nothing Corneille still upsets all heads. Guiche has obtained the order. Asked his duke. Of trifles, plenty. Thirty Huguenots were hung. A quantity of duels. On the third, D'Angennes fought Arquien on account of wearing point of Genoa. The tenth, Lavardi, had a rendezvous with Pont, because he'd taken Sourdi's wife from him. Sourdi and Dailly met about a creature in the theatre Mondori. On the ninth, La Chatre fought with Nogent because he wrote three rhymes of Colletes badly. Margaillon with Gordes about the time of day, Dumier with Gondy on the way to walk in church, and all the Brissacs against all the Soubise for some bet on a horse against a dog. Then, Cossard and La Tournelle fought for nothing, merely for fun. Cossard killed La Tournelle. Gay Paris, duels have begun again it is the fashion feasts and love and fighting there is the only place to live <laughs> all one can do here is to die of weariness to gas you say cossade killed la tonnelle he did with a good gash examining roche baron's sleeves what's that you wear my friend those trimmings are not fashionable now what cords and buttons nothing could be worse you must have bows and ribbons. Pray repeat the list of duels. How about the king? What does he say? The cardinal's enraged and means to stop it. Any news from camp? I think we captured Figuer by surprise. Or else we lost it. Reflecting. Yes, that's it. Tis lost. They took it from us. Ah, what said the king? The cardinal is most dissatisfied. How is the court? I hope the king is well. 
alas the cardinal has fever and the gout and goes out only in a litter queer we talk king you answer cardinal it is the fashion so there is nothing new did i say so there's been a miracle a prodigy which has amazed all paris for two months past the flight the disappearance go on of whom of marion de lorme the fairest of the fair brichanteau with an air of mystery here's news for you she's here at blois incognito what she in this place oh you must be jesting sir fair marion who sets the fashions bah this blois is the antipodes of paris observe how ugly old ungainly it is even those towers indicating the towers of saint nicholas uncouth and countrified that true won't you believe Savigny when he says he saw her hidden somewhere with a lover and this lover saved his life when thieves attacked him in the street at night good thieves who took his purse for charity and just desired his watch to know the time you tell me wonders roche baron to brichanteau are you sure of it as sure as that i have six silver bazants upon a field of azure Savigny has no desire at present but to find this man he ought to find him at her house she has changed her name and lodging and all trace of her is lost marion and didier cross the back of the stage slowly without being noticed by the talkers they enter a small door in one of the houses on the side to have to come to blois to find our marion a provincial enter count de villac and chevalier de montpassat disputing loudly no i tell you no and i i tell you yes cornet is bad to treat cornet like that the author of the cid and of melite melite well i will grant you that is good but he degenerated after that as they all do i'll do the best i can to satisfy you talk about melite the gallery of the palace but the seed what is it pray gas to montpessat you are conservative the seed is good i tell you it is bad your seed why scuderi can crush it with a touch look at the style it deals with things extraordinary has a vulgar tone describes things plainly by their common names besides it is obscene against the law the seed has not the right to wed chimane now have you read pyramus bradamante when corneille writes such tragedies i'll read rochebaron to montpessat the great and last solomon of marais you must read that that is a fine tragedy but for your cid what self-conceit he has does he not think he equals boirobert marais gombault cerisay chapelain beautru desmarais malville faray cherisy gomberville colletet giry durier indeed 
all the academy brichanteau laughing compassionately and shrugging his shoulders <laughs> good then the gentleman deigns to create create faith after garnier theophile and hardy oh the coxcomb to create an easy thing as if the famous minds had left behind them any unused thing on that point chapelain rebukes him well corneille's a peasant yet monsieur godot bishop of grasse says he's a man of wit much wit if he would write some other way would follow aristotle in good style come gentlemen make peace one thing is sure corneille is now the fashion takes the place of garnier just as in our day felt hats have replaced velvet mortier for corneille i am and for felt hats gas to montpessard you are too rash to villac garnier is very fine i'm neutral but corneille also has his good points agreed agreed he is a witty fellow and i like him he has no nobility a name so commonplace offends the ear a family of petty lawyers who have gnawed at ducats till they obtained sue l'angely enters seats himself at a table alone and in silence he is dressed in black velvet with gold trimming well if the public like his rhapsodies the day of tragic comedy is past i swear to you the theatre is doomed it is because of this richelieu gas looking across at l'angely say lordship or else speak lower hell take this eminence is it not enough to manage everything to rule our soldiers finances and us without controlling our poor language too down with this richelieu who flatters kills man of the red hand and the scarlet robe of what use is the king in darkness we that is the people march eyes on a torch he is the torch the king's the lantern which in its bright glass protects the flame from the wind oh could our swords blow such a wind some day as to extinguish this devouring fire if every one had the same mind as i we would unite to bouchavanier what do you think viscount we'd give him one perfidious useful blow l'angely rising with gloomy tone conspiring young men think of marillac all shudder turn away and are silent with terror all fix their eyes on l'angely who silently resumes his seat villac taking montpassat aside my lord when we were talking of corneille you spoke in tones that irritated me in my turn i would like to say two words to you with sword yes or with pistol both montpassat taking his arm let's go and find some corner in the town l'angely rising adieu sirs remember bouteville new consternation among the young men villac and montpassat separate keeping their eyes fixed on l'angely who is this man in black who frightens us i'm l'angely i'm jester to the king <laughs> then it's no wonder that the king is sad <laughs> 
Great fun he makes, this rabid cardinalist. L'Angely standing. Be careful, gentlemen. This minister is mighty. A great mower, he. He makes great seas of blood, and then he covers them with his red cloak, and nothing more is said. Silence. Good faith. I'm blessed if I shall stir. Beside this jester, Pluto was a funny man. A crowd of people enter from the streets and houses, and spread over the square. In the centre appears the town crier on horseback, with four town servants in livery, one of whom blows the trumpet, while the other beats the drum. What are these people doing? Ah, the crier! Well, paternosters are in order now. Brichanteau to a juggler with a monkey on his back, who has joined the crowd. Which one of you shows off the other, friend? Montpessat to Roche Baron. I hope our packs of cards are still complete. Indicating the four servants in livery. It looks as though these knaves were stolen thence. Town crier in a nasal tone of voice. Peace, citizens. Brichanteau, low to gas. He has a wicked look. His voice wears out his nose more than his mouth. Ordinance. Louis, by the grace of God. Bouchavignet, low to Brichanteau. Cloak fleur-de-lis concealing Richelieu. Attention! Town crier continuing. King of France and of Navarre. Brichanteau, low to Bouchavignet. A fine name which no minister e'er hoards. Town crier continuing. No, all men by these presents, we greet you. He salutes assembly. Having considered that all kings desired, and have tried to abolish dueling, but yet, in spite of edicts signed by them, the evil has increased in great degree, we ordain and decree that from this time all duelists who rob us of our subjects, whether but one of them or both survive, be brought for punishment unto our court, and commoner or noble shall be hanged. In order to give force to this edict, we here renounce our right of pardon for this crime. It is our gracious pleasure. Signed, Louis. And lower, Richelieu. Indignation among the nobles. What's this? We are to hang up like Barabbas? We? Tell me the name of any place which holds a rope by which to hang a nobleman. Town crier continuing. We, provost, that all men may know these facts, command this edict to be hung up on the square. The two servants attach a great placard to an iron gallows, protruding from the wall on the right. Tis the edict they ought to hang. Well done. Bouchavignet shaking his head. Yes, Count, while waiting for the head which shall defy it. The town crier exits, the crowd retires, Savigny enters, it begins to grow dark. Scene 2 The same, Marquis de Savigny. Brichanteau goes to Savigny. Cousin Savigny, I hope you found the man who rescued you. No, I have searched the city through in vain. The robbers, the young man, and Marion, they have all faded from me like a dream. You must have seen him when he brought you back, like a good Christian from those infidels. 
the first thing that he did was to throw down the lamp that's strange you'd recognize him if you met him no i didn't see his face what is his name did you that's no man's name that is a bourgeois name it doesn't matter didier is this man's name there are great men who have been conquerors and bear grand names but they've no greater hearts than this man had i had six robbers he had marion he left her and saved me my debt's immense this debt i mean to pay i tell you all i'd pay it with the last drop of my blood since when do you pay debts i've always paid those debts which can be paid with blood blood is the only change i carry sir it is quite dark the windows in the city are lighted one by one a lamplighter enters and lights a street lamp above the edict and goes out the little door through which marion and didier disappeared is reopened didier comes forth dreamily walking slowly his arms folded scene three the same didier didier coming slowly from the back no one sees or hears him marquis de saverny i would like much to see that fool who looked at her so hard i have him on my mind bouchavanier to savanier who is talking with brichanto saverny didier aside ah that is my man he advances slowly his eyes fixed on the nobleman and sits down at a table placed under the street lamp which lights up the edict l'angely motionless and silent is a few steps distant bouchavanier to savanier who turns round you know about the edict which one commanding us to give up duels it is most wise hanging's the penalty you must be jesting commoners are hanged not nobles Brichanteau showing the placard. Read it for yourself. It's there upon the wall. Savigny perceiving Didier. That sallow face can read for me. To Didier, elevating his voice. Ho there, man with the cloak, my friend. Good fellow. To Brichanteau. Brichanteau, he must be deaf. Didier slowly lifting his head without taking his eyes from him. You spoke to me? I did in fair return read that placard which hangs above your head i you if you can spell the alphabet didier rising it is the edict threatening duelists with gallows be they nobles or plebeians no you mistake my friend you ought to know a nobleman was never born to hang and in this world where we claim all our rights plebeians are the gallows only prey to the nobleman these commoners are rude to didier with malice you don't read well perhaps you are near-sighted lift your hat twill give you more light take it off didier overthrowing the table which is in front of him beware you have insulted me i've read for you i claim my recompense i'll have it too i want your blood i want your head marquis savigny smiling we must be fitted to our station sir i judge him commoner he scents marquis in me marquis and commoner can fight what do you say to mixing up our blood you go too fast and fighting is not all i am gaspar marquis de saverny what does that matter here my seconds are the count de gasset noble family and count de viac 
family la Teillade, from which house comes the marquis d'aubasson are you of noble blood what matters that i am a foundling left at a church door i have no name but in its place i have blood to give you in exchange for yours that sir is not enough but as a foundling you may claim the right because you might be noble it is a better thing to lift a vassal than to degrade a peer you may command me choose your hour sir immediately agreed you're no usurper that is clear a sword you have no sword the devil that is bad you might be thought a man of low descent will you have mine offers his sword to didier well tempered and obedient l'angely rises draws his sword and presents it to didier no for a foolish deed you'd better take a fool's sword you are brave you'll honour it maliciously and in return to bring me luck pray let me cut a piece from off the hanging rope didier bitterly taking sword i will to the marquis now god have mercy on the good brichanteau jumping with delight a duel excellent savigny to didier where shall we fight beneath the street lamp gentlemen you're mad you cannot see you'll put your eyes out humph there's light enough to cut each other's throat well said you can see nothing that's enough each sword is lightning flashing in the dark come marquis both throw off their cloaks take off their hats with which they salute each other throwing them afterward on the ground then they draw their swords at your service sir now guard they cross swords and fence silently and furiously suddenly the small door opens marion in a white dress appears scene four the same marion what is this noise perceiving didier under the lamp didier to the combatants stop they continue oh the guard who is this woman didier turning heaven bouchavanier running to savanier all is lost that woman's cry went through the town i saw the archers rapiers flash the archers with torches enter brichanteau to savanier seem dead or you will be so savanier falling down ah oh. low to brichanteau who bends over him who oh, damn these stones didier who thinks he has killed him pauses hold in the king's name brichanteau to the nobleman we must save the marquis he's a dead man if he is caught the noblemen surround savigny zounds sirs to fight a duel neath the very light of the edict is bold indeed to didier give up your sword the archers seize didier who stands apart and disarm him the captain indicates savigny stretched upon the ground and surrounded by the noblemen that other man with dull eyes who is he what is his name his name's gaspard marquis de savigny and he is dead dead is he then his trouble's over good this dead man's worth more than the other marion frightened what captain of the district to didier 
the whole affair rests now with you sir come the archers lead didier off on one side the noblemen carry Savigny off on the other didier to marion who is motionless from horror forget me marion good-bye they exit scene five marion l'angely marion rushing to detain him didier what do you mean good-bye why is this good-bye wherefore forget you the soldiers push her off she approaches l'angely with anguish is he lost for this what did he do what will they do to him l'angely takes her hand and leads her in silence before the edict read this marion reads and starts back with horror my god just god condemned to death they have taken him away to kill him oh i brought this ruin on him with my cries i called for help but my unhappy voice found death in the dark streets and brought her here impossible a duel is no crime to l'angely they'll not kill him for that i think they will he can escape the prison walls are high i have brought this crime upon him with my sins god strikes him for my sake my didier love to l'angely nothing on earth has seemed good enough for him a prison cell my god death torture too perhaps it all depends i'll find the king he has a royal heart he pardons yes the king does not the cardinal then what what can i do a capital offence nothing can save him from the fatal rope oh grief to l'angely you freeze my blood sir who are you i'm the king's jester oh my didier love i'm lost unworthy but what god can do with a weak woman's hands i'll show to you go on my love i follow she goes out on the side from which didier left l'angely alone god knows where picking up the sword which didier left on the ground among all these who'd think i was the fool he goes out end of act two